actually talk about these group stages here because, uh, yeah, these group stages are kind of scary. So, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Here we go. Here we go. So, obviously, they picked the group stages last week. And, obviously, uh, there's a lot of drama. Group F. Group, I mean, look, a lot of people started getting mad. They were like, Capcom has messed it up again. Screw you, Capcom. Look, nobody is at fault here except for RNG, right? If you want to get mad at anybody, get mad at RNGesus, right? I mean, like, that's just, that's just what it is. Uh, it's, it's objectively speaking, the most fair tournament is randomly seated like that. It's just blam. You Okay. If you have the ability to seed players based on points, that is the best way to do it. 100%. We do not have that data. We do not have that data. I repeat. We do not have that data. So the most fair way to seed people is perfectly random. And so that's what we got. However, the problem with perfectly random is that we have the potential to get this in group F. Group F with Mena RD and Angry Bird, Evo Grand Finals rematch, and Ending Walker is there, and Kaba, who is Mena RD's good friend in the same group, which wouldn't have happened if Mena RD hadn't moved to the United States, by the way. And let's not just throw Nero the Boxer and Lashar out of the equation over here, but this pool is kind of, uh, uh, crazy 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 right and so people are going to be mad about this and so what's funny when people were actually mad about this i went on twitter and i was like okay it sounds like people are okay with being biased then right <laughs> It sounds like, like if people are like, this is unfair, you should do better, Capcom sucks. So I was like, well, then that means you're telling me you're okay with bias. So let's seed it biasedly. And I put out the suggestion that the four offline winners, LCQ, Evo, Singapore, and France, should be seeded. And then we just pick uh, one from the Americas, one from the EMEA, and one from Asia. Just pick one of each. So I just picked Kawano, I picked Mena RD, and I picked uh, Mr. Crimson. And then a random one from any of those regions in case one of those players just like sticks out so much that he deserves it. And I was like, big bird. So I was like, I would see these eight people because clearly everybody wants this random to be biased because they're mad at random. Everyone's like, Capcom failed. This is terrible. You guys suck. Seed, seed. And so I was like, you guys want bias. So I made that suggestion and everyone was like, that's so unfair, James, that you, you know, all these other players, you know, they don't get their chance. Why shouldn't they be? How do we not know? You know, my, our player from Brazil wins everything in Brazil and da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm not saying I want this. I'm saying that you guys want this. You guys want the bias because you're mad at the random. So I'm giving you the bias and now you're mad at the bias? So look, people don't know what the fuck they want, dude. People do not know what the fuck they want, honestly. Guys, guys, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. And that's what the, my whole tweet was trying to point out. I was like, okay, you guys hate random. Here's my bias. And then everyone's like, that's so unfair. Da, da, da. I think Valmaster's better than Mr. Crimson in the EU. Uh, and I was just like, you guys are mad at random. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? How would you seed it then? So, you know, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> what can you do so like i'm not upset with the way the groups panned out 
it sucks that <laughs> sorry yes you're right uh nom nom prenom uh not random uh random yes yeah, so people don't like random not random people love random okay uh it's just this is the thing right so you can't have it both ways and so we're at a point right now where it just kind of has to be random and yeah, this is going to be something to talk about post Capcom Cup, about what do we do with regions? Do we actually continue to do it this way? Do we try to go back to offline points? Is that unfair because some players can get sponsored and others can't, etc., etc., right? Like, there's a lot of uh, difficult situations with this, right? And so we're in this position right now where we can't seed things properly. This is the way it goes. Unfortunately, random has the ability to produce a group F. Is it, does it suck? Yeah. I mean, for those who would have loved to see maybe a Mena RD and Angry Bird uh, rematch in grand finals, the only way that can happen is if both make it out of their pool and they and and whoever's on the loser side of it makes it all the way to grand finals. It could still happen. But again, like it sucks that they have to fight each other so early on over here. So I mean that's exactly what this is, Harv 88. This is all 100 percent random except for region. And they did it and they took it as it is. Right? The only reason why Mena and RD and Kaba are in the same pool is because Mena RD is representing US East and Kaba is representing Latin America East. And so they're not from the same region. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly like Mike Lee said, seating is good. But seeding needs to have a fair basis of seeding. And we didn't have that. We have no ability to seed players here. So this is just how it ends up. And to be fair, every pool outside of Group F and, you know, has just some absolute killers in this. Uh, like, it feels like, like the two players that you can pick out of the pool... It's actually like pretty balanced except for group F and maybe group G, right? A lot of people point out group G as the group that is considered the weak group, right? So some people are like, swap some players from group F to group G. That sucks for group G. That's bias. That's not fair, right? Like why would group G suffer for, you know, <laughs> like we need to make them suffer like G did. Um, but like, you can't do that, right? Like, you literally can't. So, uh, most of the people crying are folks from the global north, uh, says K. I like the format. I want to see people blow up outside of NA Japan, similar to how Mena and Arslan did in Tekken. Yeah, and again, that's the other thing. A lot of people are like, well, this sucks. I don't like this because Capcom Cup is supposed to be the best of the best. And not really anymore. Like, clearly... Capcom is trying to do something different here, right? They're trying to establish the globalness of it. And I think that this is wonderful. Because like I said, when I actually traveled to Chile and talked to everybody, you know, a bunch of people that for FestiGame, and there were some people there from other South American countries and stuff like that. But you talk to all of them and they're like, we can't get... We can't travel anywhere. Like, nothing is happening. Like, it's so hard to be a fighting game player down here, you know? And so, the only way to succeed is to spread the love to a lot of the different regions. And so, that's basically what they're doing by having players from all the different areas come. It's more like the Olympics. You know, when you're watching the Olympics, like... When you get to gymnastics, all you do is talk about China, Russia, and America, right? You don't talk, like, they never show any of the other ones. It's kind of the same thing, you know, with Capcom Cup. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are upset about that. Like, some people are actually saying, like, in the chat, like, I want to see the best players play. I want to see the best players play. One, we had the LCQ. We literally streamed almost every match on the LCQ. So a lot of people are like, why is it three days? You got all the goodness, right? And then two, once we get to top 16 for Capcom Cup, 
you're going to get the top 16 players go up against each other. But the opportunity here, the opportunity for somebody to upset and come out of this and also to gain the experience. Like I'm really excited for a lot of these players who last year's Capcom Cup was their first Capcom Cup. Like Ren, Ren, he was out here for the first time. Juninho Raz had the crucial drop against Ending Walker and was crestfallen. And I told him, don't worry, you made it here once, you can make it here again. And he's back here again. Do you think he'll drop a combo like that? Probably not. What if he makes it out of Group G? What a great story to have that come out, you know? And that's the thing, to give the opportunity for these players with less opportunity to surprise people, to make a name for themselves is cool. You know, is it likely gonna happen? I mean, odds are most likely the people coming out of the pools are gonna be the ones that we expect, right? I mean, that's just, that's just the nature of competition. But again, to give them this opportunity sets up a larger globalness for the event, which then allows us to expand to more accurate seating with more events around the world and maybe get back to a kind of an offline thing. You know, the, the, the problem is we're too small right now to do, to be everything, right? And we wanna promote the globalness. We wanna promote as many people uh, you know, having an opportunity as possible. And when you see that, I mean, look, Jobby M being at Capcom Cup last year is why Red Bull Kumite ran a tournament in South Africa. Like they saw Jobby M and what he did last year at Capcom Cup and Red Bull Kumite was like, hey, South Africa has a, has a scene. We should run a Red Bull Kumite down there. And they did. How cool is that? <laughs> like, that's how you get the opportunities for this globalness. That's how you grow the scene. That's how you make it so something really, really cool and interesting. So uh, I think I, 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 I like this. And I get it. I get it. A lot of people want to just see the best players. I just, I know people want to see only the best players, but... Honestly, uh, LCQ was a lot of that, and then top 16 is going to be a lot of that too. But at the same time, like I said, we have the potential for some upsets in these groups, and I think that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be fun. Oh, a lot of the best players aren't in. Not even some, Naughty Senpai. A lot of the best players aren't in. And, again, there's nothing wrong with the way that you're thinking about it that you're mad about that, that you feel like it should only be the best players, absolutely justified argument. But that's not the goal of what Capcom is clearly trying to do. And so it's just, you either accept the fact that not all the best players are out there, but you get a really, really cool, giant group of people playing, from all over the world and you're one of the people that thinks that's cool or you're one of the people that doesn't think it's cool. Again, you know, uh, at the stage that we're at, same thing. We can't have it both ways. But if we can grow this globally, maybe we can get to a point where it does become we can have both. Maybe we can have both. And again, Evo exists. Evo exists. Evo is there for the best of the best. We have that tournament already. We have that event already. That's Evo. Uh, so, you know, uh, for sure, someone can get food poisoning and they lose Evo for that reason. Whereas something like Capcom, getting into Capcom Cup is more about persistence and, you know, and, and consistency. For sure, it's different. But again, it's just, it's a way to show off talent from around the world. I respect it. At the same time, I totally get why some people wouldn't like this. You know, it's a glass half full, glass half empty thing, right? So you either see it as half full or half empty. 
I choose to see it half full because I really do appreciate the globalness of it. And a lot of people are like, oh, of course you're going to say that. You're paid by them. You wouldn't cr criticize them. No, I actually legit really love seeing the globalness of it because for me, you know, having traveled to Kuwait and Chile and Spain and France and the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and Japan and all these different areas and seeing how passionate every scene is and how just like us they are. They just want to have that chance to show their stuff. Just give them that chance to show their stuff. All right, here's your chance. Put your damn money where your mouth is. Here's your opportunity. Make something out of it. And that is just such a cool, cool, cool concept. <laughs> I, just, I just think that's a cool concept, so. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a week long. That's a different story, right? That's a different story. It's very long. It is very long. Especially because you wanna see the LCQ because the LCQ is really, really cool. But I mean, if you're not a fan of the group stages not being the best of the best, Sunday's the only day that you're gonna have to tune in, right? Because if you don't care about the groups, you don't care about Street Fighter League, then boom, Sunday is the only day you gotta tune in. It'll be fun to watch the group stages because there's gonna be a lot of good Street Fighter uh, and a lot of really interesting matchups. Uh, but obviously if that's just too much to watch, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame anybody for not being able to watch all of it, so. Uh, I think it's better for the game to have the best of the best. Stars like Tokido represent it and put spotlight on less fortunate regions by other means. Uh, yeah, uh, again, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, having a tournament with the 48 best players in the world would definitely be more of a star-studded draw. Uh, dude, I literally yesterday, if you guys haven't watched it yet on Netflix... Uh, I watched the documentary of the greatest night in in uh, the greatest night in history of pop or whatever I forgot what it's called, but it's basically a documentary about the recording of We Are the World, and you know when you see that room and it's like all the greatest singers you know in the world like in this room together, you're just like in awe. And yeah, if you had the 48 top players and it was a room full of all of those guys and fighting against each other, you're just going to be in awe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I don't think anybody's wrong. I'm not arguing that my viewpoint is right. I'm just saying that I can see the glass half full aspect of this format here. And like I said, even for me, I would like to see a change in format maybe in the future to see if we can figure out a way to do it with both, right? So like, for example, Harv in the chat saying, the way all 48 of these players from the qualifier then invite the top 20 players in the role world from prestige. Yeah, and again, that's bias, right? And now people are gonna get mad for bias, but you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. I kept saying that, you know, it'd be cool to do the World Warriors have the five weeks and then when we get to the and then we qualify the top 16 of the world warrior and then have you know capcom stream the finals of the world warriors like the online cpts and then have the offline events the problem is the way that cpt online works now is they can spread it through six months right the world warriors you have to have the first five weeks and remember like 19 world warriors qual you know concluded in the same weekend so clearly capcom can't just and so what how do you do that you just spread all of the you just do 19 world warriors back to back in a row like you can't make everyone play every week for world so there's a lot of logistics that a lot of people don't think about but if we can find a way to make it so that it works for both i think that would be really cool Absolutely, absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, and that's another point too. Like uh, Mike Lee says, he says but again, there's a ton of tournaments with the 40s player, 48 best players in it, along with 500 players or 4,950 other players. And there's also Street Fighter League, which has all the best players in it. You get to see all the best players all the time that are selected due to bias. Right, I really enjoyed the hell out of SFL US and SFL EU in particular. You know, I got to know a lot of those EU players, and I thought that was really, really cool. You know, but you know, you've got a lot of these uh, situations where you do get to see a lot of the best players all the time, and so being having an opportunity for once to be able to see the rep best players from each country, from each region, to really give them a chance. I mean, again, look what happened when uh, Gamerby won. I mean, didn't win, but, you know, got really, did really well in his first Evo for Super Street Fighter with Adon beating Justin Wong and, and, and et cetera. When he got home to the airport, like the news was there to interview him. People were there to give him flowers and stuff like that. Mena RD having won at Capcom Cup is now, you know, in, in government meetings and stuff like that. He's affecting the government. Uh, Arslan Ash is like a hero in his own country, etc., etc. Like, if any one of these players upsets and makes it out of their pool, like, the, it can change the course of literally the country. <laughs> like, it could literally change the course of the country being like, hey, huh, hmm, huh, you know, like, this, these kind of opportunities are cool, and I think that that's really, really neat, so, oh, the pre-recorded nature of SFL doesn't make me want to be invested, knowing they're playing the meta of four months ago, that's absolutely fair, Alempira, except that means you should watch Japan, because I think Japan, SFL is live the entire time, uh, EU and North America, and, and U.S., do not have that luxury. They do not have that luxury to be able to do that. So, um, but that's kind of how I feel about that. Uh, but let's go over the groups uh, one by one over here. Group A, Joe Umarogan, crossover. Very cool to see him out here for the first time. Uh, finally getting his visa successful thanks to Sherry Genix. Uh, Shout-outs to Sherry, by the way, doing wonderful things for the fighting game community. Uh, in fact, Crossover was kind of the reason why she even decided to go that route in the first place. Uh, Kawano. I'm sorry, Crossover was the reason, not Kawano. I was reading the word Kawano, and I said Kawano, but I meant Crossover is the reason why uh, Sherry even did this in the first place. Uh, Kawano, Shadowken, Gigi Halibel, and Phenom. Right. I mean, you look at this list over here. Joe Umarogan, I think, is an uh, is the dark horse in this one with the Luke. But you know, if I had to pick two people out of here, I I would say Kawano and Phenom. Uh, I would probably pick Kawano and Wiener, winners and Phenom and losers at this point. Uh, when I did the battle up thing, I just picked Kawano to win the whole thing. I don't know why. I said it earlier. I don't know why. I just. I just felt like Kawano has a good chance, which might means I actually jinx him because whoever I think is going to win never does. But then again, it's dude, predicting this is impossible, dude. Predicting this is impossible. Yeah, and again, Shadowkin winning would be sick, right? Because he was the, the second guy who replaced Sianik, right? And like coming in here and actually doing work from India, like that would be so sick. That would be super cool. Uh, group B, Nephew, Destroy Gods, Shaka 22, Despair King, Big Bird, and Chris Wong. Based off of uh, results, I would say Big Bird and Chris Wong probably are the two that will make it out of this pool. But Nephew is clearly, I wouldn't even call him the dark horse. He is the threat right there to Big Bird and Chris Wong. And again, it's uh, people are going to be like, see, James, you're never going to pick Destroy Gods or Shaka or Despair King. Yeah, absolutely, because we haven't seen what they do. But here's the thing. God damn it, I would love to be wrong. God damn it, I would be so happy to be wrong. I want to see those guys make upsets, man. How cool would it be? How cool would it be if Shaka 22 made it into top 16? Like, how cool is that? This guy who, because of Street Fighter, 
got to travel to America and then get, make a big splash on stage like that, how that will be the greatest moment of his life. Like, honestly, it'll be like, just like how, uh, who was it that was on uh, Random? Was just like, this is the greatest moment of my life right now. Like, he's, this is, he was just like, this is like the greatest thing. This is so awesome, right? So honestly, like, how great would it be to give that to somebody? To let somebody have that, to experience that. I came from Poland, and I came and I did, I shocked everybody at Capcom Cup. How freaking cool is that? I mean, that's just how I feel. Group C is Knuckledoo, Dookie, DCQ, Bravery, Fandroid, and Mr. Crimson. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Well, yeah, I, I want the offline scene stuff to happen. Trust me, trust me. I, I am with you on that one, uh, Naughty Senpai. I am absolutely with you on that one. Uh, so yeah, that's why I keep saying I want to see if we can come up with something that will benefit both. Because uh, I want the offline stuff no matter what. But in Group C, I mean, honestly, right now, it's a toss-up. Uh, Knuckledoo, DCQ, and Mr. Crimson are strong here. But in this group, I'm going to have to add Bravery as a dark horse here. The reason being is that Bravery is a Cami player. And Cami's frustrate Guiles. Cami's can beat JP. And Cammies can beat Dalsum. And Knuckledoo, DCQ, and Mr. Crimson are Guile, JP, and Dalsum. This is actually kind of a good pool for bravery. <laughs> Honestly, this is kind of good. So for me right now, you know, it's like Knuckledoo, and then I maybe would pick DCQ just because Dalsum has weaknesses. But then Mr. Crimson is like the threat. But then bravery is clearly the dark horse here. Clearly the dark horse. Right. Knuckledoo could definitely switch to the Kami Mirrors, which is why I think Knuckledoo probably has the best chance to make it out of this pool. I think Knuckledoo has the best chance. Then it's a toss-up between DCQ and Mr. Crimson. But I think bravery could upset a lot of people. Uh, Group D, Mike X, Soul VNG. Gumout, Takamura, Valmaster, and Gachakun. Oh, man. Look, I always want Takamura. Like, I think Takamura is always right there. You heard me say it in the player preview. He's always right there on the cusp for his big, big breakout tournament. But goddamn, Group D is gross. Because Gachakun, Valmaster, NL, <laughs> and Takamura are in the same pool. Holy crap. Uh, that's brutal here. That's brutal. So, NL, Luke, Takamura, Ken, which I heard. Wait, is Takamura moving to Luke? I can't remember. Valmaster with Chun and Gachakun with Rashid. Like, the, that, this, this pool is gross. Like, people talk about Group F as much as they want. Group D is gross. That is a that is a brutal one, but I have often said that I really think Valmaster has the ability to take this tournament. I really just think that based off of how I've seen him play. Valmaster is kind of ridiculous with that Chun-Li. So I'll put Valmaster as my favorite to come out of this pool. And yeah, you want to pick Gachakun, but NL is just sitting there. Oh, man. Whew. I mean, the, be the betting man would pick Valmaster and Gachakun. And NL is the threat, and Takamura is the dark horse. That's kind of how I have it here. Valmaster is my favorite. Gachakun is most likely second. Uh, NL is the threat. Takamura is the dark horse. Group E, <laughs> the I hope Snake Eyes knows how to fight DJ pool. <laughs> Because uh, Namakaze XTM, although people haven't heard of him, he is uh, consistently winning all of the tournaments in Brazil. And if you know Brazil, 
Brazil is amazing. They have so many good players. Kaoma, uh, Didi Mokov, uh, uh, so many, right? There's Every year there are Brazilian players here. Namikaze XDM has been beating them all consistently, like winning all of the Brazil events uh, that are taking place in Brazil. He's the dark horse of this pool, without question. Without question. Uh, if I had to pick the favorite, I would pick Fudo. If I had to pick the secondary, I'll pick Cien. And so that leaves Snake Eyes as the threat. I love Snake Eyes, and his big advantage is that nobody has Zangiefs to practice against. Fudo certainly has Kichipa and... Um, and uh, Itazan to be able to practice against. So Fudo's going to have a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, but I, I don't think uh, Snake Eyes is going to be one of the favorites to make it out of this pool. I really think it's Fudo and Cien. I think we're getting two DJs out of this pool. But Snake Eyes is the biggest threat. I wouldn't even call him the Dark Horse because clearly he's that good. And Anamikaze XTM I think is the Dark Horse of this uh, of this pool. <laughs> Group F. I mean, just, woo. I mean, look, Mena, favorite, Angry Birds second, biggest threat, Kaba, Dark Horse, Ending Walker. That's what I'm just going to pick right there. Why? Why? Because Mena is Mena. Mena is just ridiculous. In fact, uh, Valmasters had a tweet where he said he just played Mena RD a bunch in casuals. So at the hotel that all the players are staying at, uh, Capcom rents out one of the ballrooms and uh, basically provides it as a 24-7, uh, open 24-7 uh, practice room. They just have a bunch of setup and a bunch of monitors. And anytime the players want, they can just walk down to that room and play. And so they're all playing there. Valmaster played against uh, Mena, and Valmaster tweeted out, he's like, Mena RD is the smartest player I've ever seen in my life. He's just like, I've, he's just the best. And that, you know, that kind of mentality, I think, you know, makes him the favorite. But Angry Bird, obviously, he beat Mena in grand finals at Evo. So it was like, pfft. like, honestly, Mena and Angry Bird is like either one of them, right? You love to see both of them come out. The only reason why I have Kaba as the threat and Ending Walker as the dark horse, just because Ending Walker is a Ryu player. And I really do feel like Ending Walker should stick with that character. I know he's got pocket Ryu. I know he's got a pocket DJ and stuff like that. But I just don't think Ending Walker is as good with those characters. Even though those characters are stronger, there's something weird about Ending Walker when he uses Ryu that Ryu just has these certain tools that just work with how Ending Walker wants to play. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, sleeping on, we're sleeping on everybody. And like, can you imagine if Lashar makes it out of this group? Although he had the funniest tweet. Right after the groups were picked, Lashar tweeted out, so I had a very enjoyable Capcom Cup. <laughs> Shout outs to him. <laughs> Shout outs to him. Hilarious tweet. Um, but yeah, they're all, uh, you know, with the potential to upset. We're sleeping on all of these players, honestly, especially because the game is still so new, right? There is definitely a higher chance of upset because the game is so new. Group F. Safe, Juninho Raz, ROF, Uma327, SYG Garnet, and Rain Pro. So this is the one that probably has the least amount of the prestige players, right? A lot of people out there don't know these guys as well as a lot of other players. And so a lot of people are like, oh, Groof F is the easy bracket, whatever. Like, they're not, none of these are easy, right? None of these are going to be easy. And uh, like I said, it'll be awesome to see any of these guys make it out here. But, um... Group G, did I say not Group G? What did I say? What did I say? But yes, Group G uh, with these players over here. Uh, my favorite to come out of this pool is Rain Pro. Uh, the way, oh, I said F. Okay, okay. Uh, Rain Pro, the way he dominated UK Ireland was just ridiculous. I mean, the way that he dominated that 
was so incredibly impressive. And so I think Rain Pro is going to have the best chance. The second best chance to make it out of this pool, this is just bias for me. Uh, I am a uh, big fan of Uma327. I think his jury is sick as sick AF. Uh, so I have him as my second favorite to make it out of here. Uh, I think ROF probably is the threat in this one. And I will pick Juninho Raz as the dark horse. Just because, like I said, after that drop last year, boy, I would love to see Juninho Raz do some work. Would really, really, really like that, said. Um... Group H is the most beautiful on the planet. <laughs> just because Travis Styles on there. Just because Travis... Like, it's funny. Like, I remember when I was going through the, the, the players last week, someone's like, man, did he really pose like that? Travis seems like such a Chad, whatever, like that. And I was just like, dude, you see him in person, and he starts talking to you, and it's all in this Australian accent. Like... Even, like, some of the staff that was just there to, like, help provide help to the players and commentators, just, like, one of the handlers and stuff like that. Like, she saw Travis, and Travis just started talking, and she was, like, swooning on the spot, dude. Like, you could just kind of see her, like, oh, my. <laughs> he, there's definitely, he's got that charisma for sure, dude, for sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I mean, looking at this, I mean, obviously dual Kevin Kusanagi, and that is the Kusanagi from Mexico, not the Kusanagi who was in the LCQ. That's the Kusanagi from France. Uh, this is a different Kusanagi. This is an, a veteran Kusanagi. The other one is a newcomer Kusanagi, not confusing at all. Travis Styles, Ren. Jobby M and Problem X. Problem X. Uh, Problem X is the favorite now. I think he's the favorite to make it out of this. And second, I think, goes to Dual Kevin. I think second goes to Dual Kevin at this point because uh, Dual Kevin has leveled up a lot and he's got Luke and Rashid uh, as characters uh, to, to be able to fight here. So, um... Who would be the threat here? Travis Styles is a Chun-Li player. Hang on, I just want to check something here really quick. Travis Styles is a Chun-Li player, and Kusanagi, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Ken player. Ren is a Luke player. Jobby M is a DJ player. I would say that Travis Styles can probably be a really, really good threat. I think Travis Styles would be a good threat. Now, Jobby M did beat Tokido, but you could clearly tell that was early phase uh, Ken Tokido. Like, he had just switched from Luke to Ken. And he clearly looked like he wasn't sure what was going on. That's not to take anything away from Jobby M because I would probably pick Jobby M as the uh, dark horse of this because of how well he did at Red Bull Kumite. Uh, but yeah, I think I would have Problem X as being the favorite, then Dual Kevin, Travis Styles as the threat, and then Jobby M as the dark horse here uh, for this. Dark horse. Dark horse as in... <laughs> You know, uh, so basically a dark horse is the term for, you know what, uh, most likely these other guys can win, but if someone is going to upset everybody, it's this guy. That's what it is. That's what a dark horse is. So, um, yes, Kusanagi was one of the best Sakura players in Street Fighter V. Group H is actually really hard to call after Problem X and Dual Kevin. I think the four players uh, after that, we're really going to have to see which one of them steps up in this situation here. But again, like, you can kind of see how, like, all the pools are pretty evenly balanced out, except, like I said, maybe Group F and Group G and perhaps group D, 
but like people were saying, group B is kind of a problem as well. Group C is a big problem as well. Dude, all of these pools are really big problems, honestly. Uh, just to go back to group A and do it officially, I think Kwano's the favorite, Phenom is the second, Joe Umarogan is the threat, and then uh, Crossover is probably the dark horse coming out of that one. Uh, crossover, I would pick as the dark horse coming out of that one. Uh, and then, uh, oof. I'm going to pick Chris Wong as the favorite out of Group B. I'm going to pick Chris Wong because he's using Luke and Big Bird is using Marisa. That's the only reason why. And Chris Wong got first place in France and second place in Singapore. So that's kind of good. So I'm going to have Chris Wong as the favorite. Big Bird as the second, Nephew as the threat, and the, uh, the Dark Horse here? Hmm, this is an interesting one here because, again, I don't know much about Despair King, Destroy Gods, or Shaka. Shaka is a Dalsam player, Destroy Gods is a Guile player, and Despair King is a Jury player. Uh, but Despair King, I mean, from China... I feel like he has a lot of potential because he has a lot of good competition there. I'll pick Despair King right now as the, uh, as the dark horse from that pool. And so uh, Group D, like I said, Knuckle Doo's the favorite. I'll pick Mr. Cri uh, DCQ as the second, Mr. Crimson as the threat, and Bravery as the dark horse. So that's how I feel about these pools. And you know what? I'm going to be horribly, horribly wrong. I'm going to be horribly, horribly wrong on every one of these groups. And I think that's what's going to make it uh, exciting. I think that's what's going to make it so much fun. Because last year we had so many upsets and just craziness going on. And like I said, I think it's cool to see. I, I really think that. Uh, Big Bird is sticking to Marisa. He probably has some secondaries. I don't know if Big Bird is uh, doing a lot of uh, work with uh Rashid right now but I wouldn't be surprised if he just showed up and just had another character all of a sudden out of nowhere and we're like what the hell happened uh is every single match being streamed yes that is why group stages are three days uh because uh every day we are running a match from every group if it's if it's like we did last year if I'm not mistaken we run I don't know. Last year, did they do it so that each day was one group? I can't remember now. I felt like they just pulled up matches from all the different groups. I can't remember now. But I'm pretty sure every single match will be streamed. Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, last year, every group played every day. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Incross. Thank you. Shoutouts to Incross, by the way. I know I gave him shoutouts on the actual Capcom Fighter stream. But Incross is uh, doing the Lord's work uh, with the Liquipedia fighting game section. Uh, he has really been putting in the work for that and has been a valuable source of information uh, for a lot of the stuff that we are doing for our research and stuff like that. If anything, just to know how to spell some of these players' names and what's capital and what's not. <laughs> like, is it... Capital S, lowercase O-L-V, capital N, capital G. No, it's capital S, lowercase O-L, capital V, capital N, capital G. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, Incross has been doing the work. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it takes a lot of people uh, for doing unsung hero tasks uh, to make the, the FGC work. And uh, Incross definitely doing a lot of the work there. But that's kind of my picks for the group stages right now. Uh, that's going to be starting tomorrow. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of a lot of great matches. Uh, a lot of the commentators are going to be there as well. Um, it's, it's it's by Sunday we'll know who has won a million dollars. If I had to pick one person to win it all, like. Hard not to pick Mena again, but wouldn't that be crazy, dude? Wouldn't that be wild? 
Now, obviously, there was that big drama on Twitter where it was where Rob TV started, where he's like, if Mena wins another Capcom Cup, he's clearly the GOAT, right? And everybody was like, stop. Like, Justin was like, stop using the word GOAT. And everybody was like, okay, maybe the GOAT of Street Fighter, but nothing else. And then, you know, like, there was just all this discussion. If Mena RD wins this year, he's clearly in, like, the top 10 discussion, right? We can at least get to that point uh but i mean he's definitely up there he's definitely up there uh and maybe one of the fastest to get into that position that we've seen uh obviously other players sonic fox ryan hart chris g justin wong daigo tokido you know these are all other names that uh would be very very much in the running for that so yeah, and that's the thing, right? That's the thing. So, uh, um, go to fighters means being go in more than one fighting game, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, flashy flash, and that's what a lot of people are saying, right? That's why a lot of people are saying Sonic Fox can't be the goat because he hasn't won Tekken or Street Fighter, which are argu arguably the two biggest. Oh, I'm sorry, Arslan Ash has to be in that conversation because Arslan Ash can play multiple games because he's also ridiculous at King of Fighters uh, as well. Uh, so again, uh, you've never talked to Cat Cammy, but maybe we're kind of a team now. Yeah, I definitely shouted out Cat Cammy as well. Uh, Cat Cammy Six has been doing some great things on there. So uh, I seen your tweet about. So Harv eighty eight says I seen your tweet about age variety and character variety. What is your take on age and competitive performance as the broad gaming community feels that boomers have lost a step and should quit competitive? I think that's just complete bullshit. Um, the, the older players are fine. <laughs> They're still doing great. Like, I don't see how anyone can believe that at this point, right? Uh, you know, the, the problem is it's different priorities. A lot of people don't realize how much different it is and how easier it is at this point in time to be able to convince yourself that you can do this for a living. But a lot of the players, like an Alex Vai or a Mike Watson or a Tomo or any of those players, there was no hope for this. Like I said, when I was playing fighting games in my prime, we all knew we would eventually leave playing and quit and start our normal life. There was this understanding that you left at some point to start living your normal life. You were supposed to quit fighting games at some point in your life. There was no end goal with this. And so as we got older, we just all stopped playing. It just happened. But a, a player like a Mike Watson, for example, like in Street Fighter Four, when that came out, he was already kind of on that phase where he was just doing other things. He wasn't into it. And he was like, I'm not going to be all big deal about this. And then somebody out there talked smack to him talking about the new blood being like, you just don't know. You just don't know. And Mike Watson was like, and he practiced uh, Street Fighter 4 and eventually uh, beat that guy in tournaments a couple of times. Like he chased him in tournaments. He would find him at tournaments and enter those and uh, beat him specifically because he was like, um... <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what, you know? So again, if someone like, I mean, look at Vi, right? Vi barely practices seriously anymore. And at Wednesday night fights, a lot of times he would win Wednesday night fights beating like JB and Chris Tatarian and all these guys like that, right? It's just that obviously their lives are in different places. So they're doing different things. Obviously the breadth is bigger. So it's just hard to be consistent. It's hard to be as dominating, but people have different choices. They do different things with their lives now. And so I don't think age is really as big of a factor at this point. And in fact, in Japan, it took a while before the new blood started winning. Like, I mean, right now it's arguable that Kawano is the best player, but there's still Fudo, there's still Tokido. Tokido, Fudo, Daigo, Sako are like the oldest of the old crew out there. And for the longest of time, 
Japan, in Japan, the young players could never win a big one. They would win a lot of weeklies or like regionals, but then as soon as the big one came around, they never won. Nauman winning Evo Japan in 2020, they said was the first time one of the young players actually took a big one. Uh, up to that point, it was always just the same guys. Sako, Tokido, Daigo, blah, 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 blah. So I don't think the age makes a difference, honestly. But at the same time, because the kids these days, when they're playing, they kind of have this idea that maybe this is a career. Maybe I can do this if I get really good. And so the ability for them to practice and get strong and have that belief system that, you know, this could actually lead to something you know, is so powerful. And so it definitely gives them a distinct advantage right now because they are going to have spent more time taking it seriously than a lot of the veterans. So of course the veterans are going to look a little bit a step slower, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because they just don't have the opportunity to, they, they, they haven't played as much. Because like I said, by the time they got to 20-something, you were supposed to, to stop playing. Yes, at 20 something, you were supposed to stop playing fighting games. Most of these guys, when they got to mid 20s, it was like time to get a job, fighting games are done. That's it. It wasn't even 40 years old that you quit. It was like your 20s, you stopped playing. And so, of course, they're gonna look a step slower. Of course, right now, they're gonna look weaker. But you can clearly see with guys like Tokido and, and you know, and, and, and like I said, like Daigo and, and such, you know, Fudo, if they need to win, they definitely can still win. So I don't think age is a huge factor. The biggest factor with age is going to be the mental state, is how well you can focus, and then also physical, not reactions, not you know, execution and stuff, but just when you get old, your body starts falling apart. That's just the long and short of it. It just happens. It sucks. I hate it. My body's falling apart. Like I am, like I have pain everywhere, constantly. My arms are in literal pain, like 24 seven right now like literally in pain 24 seven right now, but I'm not gonna complain about it or cry about it because it's livable and stuff and whatever, but your body falls apart. And so sometimes that just gets in the way. But until that happens, I don't think there's any reason why one of the veterans can't still show their stuff, honestly. And the brain is a part of the body, which is one of the most important things. Dude, thanks for the reminder of my mortality, James writes death light <laughs> death light just tried to come at me for reminding him of his mortality death light <laughs> come on man <laughs> i'm teasing i'm teasing i'm teasing of course i hope you know i'm teasing oh man that's amazing uh but yeah uh <laughs> Uh, honestly, uh, I think anybody has it in them to still be able to do it. I really do. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Capcom Cup. Group stages start tomorrow. I'm actually going to try to upload this video here, like, tonight. So people have a chance to actually listen to this and watch this on YouTube before we get to, uh, the actual group stages. Because, I mean, listening to this after the group stages have already started seems kind of pointless. So I'll try to upload this tonight as soon as I can. Uh, but uh, who's your pick, gun to my head? Like I said, I picked Kawano on the Battle Hub. I picked Kawano in the Battle Hub, uh, Buster Fooley. Why? I don't know. Again, for me, everything is emotion, gut picks, kind of things like that. That's my gut pick. Right. My gut pick for uh, Capcom Cup has never been correct, so I hope I don't curse Kawano. Uh, but, I mean, this is going to be one of the toughest tournaments to take at this point. So um, anybody has the potential to go out in a flaming ball of, uh, of fire at this point. It's going to be a lot of potential for upsets here. Excuse me. 
Uh, <laughs> your vote was motivated by greed of custom skin color for my main. That's true. I should have picked Snake Eyes just so I. Could. But the thing is, they have to win, right? They have. If they don't win, you don't get the color, right? So it doesn't really, really matter. It, it, they have to win and. Um, <laughs> Kumano has a 1 in 48 chance of winning. I'm sure when he loses, it will be because you cursed him. Yep, exactly. Kumano's going to come looking for me, and he'll be like, You cursed me! Oh, man. In any case, I will be starting on commentary tomorrow. I will not be on on Thursday. I don't know if I'm going to do a restream from home, because uh, that's going to be a long restream. Uh, or if I'm going to just go to the venue just for support and to hang out and to, you know, see people. Uh, I will be commentating on Friday, however. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm not going to say whether I'm commentating because I don't think we're... Well, Saturday is Street Fighter League, so I'm not doing commentary on Saturday. Uh, Sunday is Top 16 to Top 8. Uh, I'm not going to tell you if I'm commentating that for not because uh, actually uh, we don't even know. <laughs> necessarily who's commentating on Sunday just yet. So uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. But for sure, Wednesday, Friday, I will be on the mic. So uh, what time will I be commentating tomorrow? What a wonderful question. Um, let's see here. Do I know what time I'm going to be commentating tomorrow? <laughs> Let's see here. Here we go. Oh, no, that's LCQ. Here we go. Ah! God, I hate Discord. I really hate Discord. Jesus Christ. Come on. Uh, looks like I am starting... Maybe 3 p.m.-ish or so. Uh, maybe around 3, 3 p.m., I think, I think. Uh, oh, wow, Ancient Crystal says, you're my favorite commentator by far. John the Automaton says, same. Louis B says, same. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. It, 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 I really do appreciate it because, again, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's hard to believe in yourself sometimes because of the way that commentary, the business goes. Like you miss out on a lot of opportunities and stuff and a lot of people get mad because I'm not the technical guy. You know, I'm always telling weird stories and, you know, trying to make everything relatable as much as possible because I know in my heart that gets more people involved in watching. Uh, but I also do try to throw out my technical stuff. Like I was glad when uh, Aki showed up on stream and I just got to ramble all this like technical stuff about Aki. I was like, yeah, she can't, she's got to do this. That was actually kind of neat. But um, uh, I love commentating with Yipes. I really do. I really do love commentating with him. So, uh, oh yeah, Slack sucks. JNV11 for sure. And everything, everything in the world is better than Confluence. All right. Like, let's not talk about, I have a tweet about Confluence that I basically said Confluence is like the worst thing that has ever been programmed in the history of the world. That was like 12 years ago and every once in a while it still gets likes. Like somebody will actually go and look for somebody tweeting about Confluence and find my tweet. It's actually kind of funny. So, <laughs> uh. Um, but yes, uh, everybody's saying that they love my commentary style. I, I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, being able to commentate with such high speed action is a crazy skill. It's difficult. Consider your dedicated haters a badge of honor. Sure. <laughs> I know people say if you have haters, you know, you're doing something right. And, you know, while there is a ton of truth to that, you know, I don't know if that's something that I want to prescribe as a life philosophy because you know it makes you it makes echo chambers and it makes you bitter and it makes you hateful yourself so uh i recognize i'm not for everybody and i'm okay with that is kind of the best way that i look at it so uh when am i opening up my room in my sf6 group uh, wait, what, what do you mean, the room? The room. 
Uh, outside of commentary, you're one of the kindest people. I got the pleasure of knowing, says Shay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people don't know, but uh, Shay and I uh, definitely have uh, a lot of, like, talks and, and bonding and stuff like that uh, because I know he's in a tough situation, and I'm always reaching out to him to make sure he's okay. So, oh, the club. Oh, yeah, okay. I need to go check. I need to go find all the inactive people and start kicking them out for sure. I need to start kicking them out. So, um, so yeah, for sure, DJ. I'll, I'll try to do that. I'll try to do that. So, uh, and yes, actually, Mike Lee, I am an asshole. Like, I have the ability. I have that in me. Like, I have that kind of bitterness asshole factor uh, definitely in my heart, uh, when things go certain ways, but <laughs> it's there. Trust me. It's there. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's true. You have to have it. Honestly, you have to have it in a way because you got to make sure people don't walk all over you or take advantage of you and stuff like that. So, but I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate that very, very much. Again, this is a this is a, a a career that's very easy to doubt yourself. You know, I know a I mean, obviously, we saw a cap, at, at you know Capcom Cup like Logan and F Word didn't get picked. I know a couple of other people who weren't selected, and they're absolutely crestfallen. You know, I don't know if I'm not going to assume that's what Yipes was talking about in one of his tweets, but he was just saying that he was kind of in a, in a funk recently. But again, it's just one of those things, man. Like this, this career path makes it very easy to doubt yourself. And so uh, I appreciate all of you guys in here. I mean, obviously you guys are biased because you're sitting here listening to me. So I, I can't take your compliments serious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I do appreciate that uh, you guys are supporting me and everything like that. So uh, I really appreciate that very, very much. So yeah, the Logan and Edward one is shocking to me, is absolutely shocking to me. So uh, a lot of the people that are there are the same from last year, uh, but we got added with Sajam. We lost F-Word and Logan, and I don't know if we added anybody else that's new to the crew. I, I can't remember right now, so. Uh, I always tell the new fighters that you will learn a lot. Just go watch my commentary. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, dude, I, dude, the amount of times I get called by a shill to, by, as a shill for this, I mean... And it's like I said, because I'm in the game now, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. So I just, I just, I can't really say much. All I can say is I hope you believe that I am trying to be as earnest and honest as possible because that's just, uh, uh, that's what I want to do. That's how I prefer to, to, to do it. So. In any case, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for hanging out. Like I said, I want to make this a little short. <laughs> Two hours and 13 minutes. Short. But I do want to edit this and get this up on YouTube as fast as possible so people can watch the at least the group discussion there uh, at least right away. I'll put the uh, LCQ stuff up tomorrow uh, morning as a normal time. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this and hope you guys are all ready for the Capcom Cup. It is going to be an absolute barn burner it's going to be terrifying it's going to be great dude it's going to be so much fun and like i said someone is winning a million dollars on sunday the biggest prize uh, ever in fighting games and i can't wait to see whose life it changes honestly i can't wait to see because the thing is we have not had it hit a player that they won a million dollars ever and when that player wins and when they realize, oh my God, I won a million dollars, like I can't wait for that movement, moment. I can't wait for that moment when it hits them that their life is forever changed for winning that million dollar prize. So yes, hope they are good at managing funds. That was Knuckle Do's advice. And honestly, uh, whoever wins it, I will, I mean, if they're, 
American, at least, or anyone who can use an American uh, help, uh, I know somebody who is definitely willing to help them manage that money, uh, who's a great tax guy and stuff like that, who should be able to help them out uh, very well. So I'll definitely give them the, give them the card. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, tune in tomorrow at Capcom Cup, twitch.tv slash Capcom Fighters. I will be on at some point in time, as well as the giant group of amazing talent that will be bringing you the matches all weekend long. So thank you guys. And uh, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday, 